Hello, Jen. Hey, Camille. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm so happy to be here. I'm happy to have you. Thanks. I feel like I'm your guest all of a sudden. It feels that way to me, too. But our guest, who is actually going to be on the show, Patrika Darbo. She's so great. She's so great. I used to to watch her on the soaps. Me, too. She was one of my stories. Me, too. Really? Yes. She's very sassy and amazingly insightful, which is such a good combination. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. So, what about you, Jen? What have you been up to? Oh, uh... Let's see. Oh, here's something. Here's something I got to do in the last few weeks. It was such an honor. I was asked to um, be a judge in a film festival. Oh, my God. And it was a film festival with actors who were creating their own content and um, made these incredible short films that that I had the great honor of being able to uh, judge, which is such a hard thing to do because they were all so good and poignant and funny and smart and um, inspiring. It was really inspiring. Yeah. How old were you when you first came to L.A.? 22. And where did you come from? Atlanta, Georgia. And did you know anybody here? Um, My mother's best friend through childhood, who I always knew as my aunt, lived here. How much money did you have when you first came to L.A.? About? Uh, Well, let's see. I think I had a couple couple months' salary. But that was 1970, ladies and gentlemen. So (laughs) at that point, my two-bedroom bath and a half cost me $475 split with my best friend who we drove out with. Oh, Oh, great. So I didn't need that much money then. So you kind of just answered this, but where did you live when you got here? Uh, I first lived with my aunt, so that helped. Um, she let us stay with her until we found our own apartment and got jobs. So that sort of helped out. And what part of town was that? Um, it's, it was over now. It's I think it's kind of in Koreatown. It's like Western and Normandy. I lived on Alexandria between... Nor- whatever this street is, I can't think. But, but it's in the Wilshire area that we I lived there. So gotcha. it was, I love that It street. was nice. It was really fun. Alexandria. What was your initial impression of L.A. when you first got here? Is this that one word thing again? Because no. I, mine is just holy crap. Holy crap. Holy, holy crap. crap was your initial yeah, impression. Yeah, holy crap. I wish you could see her face when she does that. I felt a little that way. I get it. Um, how many years of living here or months or weeks before you got your first job in the industry? Oh, well, in the industry, yeah. you have to, you see, you ladies need to know that I was a credit manager for 20 years. Wow. Acting part time. Okay. So, um, and I did a lot of community theater and different things like that. But I was a lady executive. A lady Hello. executive. Let me my hair and go, I was a lady executive. <laughs> and, um. How many years of living in L.A. before it felt like home to you, before you called it home? Uh, you know, I think probably right away. I think, um, you know, because I did have my Aunt Peg, who I kind of grew up with, and I had my friend that I came out with. So right away it was there, Ex- except for holidays. I think that it mm-hmm. happens to all of us, and we kind of go, nobody's finding Thanksgiving. <laughs> I still want turkey. <laughs> and my first Thanksgiving here, my aunt dragged me off to uh, the Hollywood, wherever that place is, they bury people. And I'm like, going oh, cemetery. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm at the cemetery on Thanksgiving, and she's got a turkey loaf and can't, that just was just awful. Okay, I'm <laughs> over that now. I'm so sorry. But yeah, but most of the time it was family and stuff like that. But those are the ones you kind of miss it and stuff. And it was almost a year before I had saved up enough to go back um, and fly home and say hello to everybody. And then it was kind of like, I'm from Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm not an actor yet. <laughs> so, yeah. 
Um, and if you, here's the one word question. If you had to sum up LA in one word, what would that word be? Huge. 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 Yeah. It is huge. It's that is, so I think, many big. of us, that's many of our first feeling about it. It still feels huge to it, me. Well, it is yeah. huge, and you have to put about 14 U's in there to get it out, because <laughs> yeah. it, it's just, you know, huge. Huge. <laughs> like, there you go. That's it. So you got it. Patrika, we're so excited to have you today. Thank you so much for being here with us. Oh, We've been looking I'm excited to be here, too. I know. I was just saying to Patrika, I wish we had a video camera to, I know. to record her as she's talking because she's hilarious. Great. We're so Animated lucky. face. I know. It's wonderful. I can see Thank why you. I can see why you've done so well in your acting career. Thank you. Um, speaking of which, will yes. you tell us a little about Speak the beginning, it. like how you got into it, and did you always know you wanted to be an actress? You know, my mother says uh, that I was Sarah Bernhardt. I came out of the womb, <laughs> that kind of way. It was always kind of, oh, it fell down. Um, so, I mean, those kind of things. Um, I came to California because I really wanted to be an actor, but I had been working in Atlanta, not as an actor. And um, so we just decided to leave. And I had history because I'd done credit cards and all that kind of stuff, investigators, blah, blah, blah. So when we came here, that's the job I got. I'm, you know, I had pictures and I tried to send them around and people would say something. But then once you have a full-time job and Oh, God, I don't wait tables really well. <laughs> so I, I just stuck with what I knew best, which is a, was a nine-to-five job. So it was really tough. So I did community theater and things like that that got me into it. And then um, I saved up all my vacation. I saved up all that stuff so that if I did get a call, then I could just go do it. Though I had dental appointments and the roof fell off several times. I'm so sorry, right. people, that gave me a job. But um, <laughs> so, but those kind of things happened, you know. I love that you're saying that because I think a lot of actors just coming out or coming up can relate to that of feel like is is waiting tables the only job I'm well, allowed to do I didn't have Uber job? I did not have Uber I right. did not have Star uh, you know Starbucks right. but those those places offer you a little bit more freedom and stuff to do and yeah. a little more lucrative yeah. but again when I came here my rent was 475 and we have a dear friend who's in a box at this point she her apartment is no bigger than this room we're in yeah. and she's paying over $1200 for that right. so yeah. it's relative in how the finances sure. are going um so so, um, and that's not to say that I, you know, I'm a big woman, but most of the time I had Campbell's soup and, and soda crackers, and then my mother would be going, I spent $300 on your prom dress for your sister. <laughs> and I'm going, ah, nice, Mom. <laughs> you know. So it's kind of crazy because you didn't want to ask for anything. Um, right. And I might have gone to New York, but my, um, my stepdad at that point went, <gasps> No, no, no. So I had to go to California because he felt safer because my Aunt Pig was there. So right. that was it. So right. that was what yeah. brought you here then? Yeah, I, that, it's really we decided what we were going to do. and so But California opened, so we decided to come here. Um, and my dad felt like it was safer because he could visit every once in a while. Um, but my dad also, I was married seven years before my dad kept going, when are you coming home? Aww. I'm not coming home, Dad. It's not happening here. So um, I think sometimes, and I don't want to get maudlin here, I think that's sometimes the hardest thing being in, um, in this business for as long as I have. I'm going I'm to get misty. <sighs> Is that my dad passed away before... Oh, before you, know, you had yeah. success so, and he couldn't see it. Yeah. I think But part of me knows he does. Somewhere yeah, he knows. Of course, of course he does. I, I so, really relate yeah, to that because so. I remember getting I into too. my first play and my yeah. grandfather not being able to come. And I remember I did it for him, yeah. you know. It is. And I, I think sometimes that's it. You just kind of want... 
Um, I know he was always proud of me, but I, he would have had no buttons left at this point. <laughs> like yeah, this, yeah. you know, it's those kind of things. And you, it's not so much that I feel like um, he didn't get to see my. I wanted him to have that opportunity to say, that's my daughter. But what's yeah. interesting is there are some of his friends that are still alive that are seeing this yeah. now. So I know uh, he would have been proud, but it still kind of hurts your heart a little bit yeah, to kind of do that. Yeah, of course it does. Well, I can also tell you, though, as a, as a parent myself, what I really want for my kids is to see them loving something and passionate about something, you know, so, and the fact that he knew that you had that, to me, well, that's... And, it, and it's so interesting, again, because of growing up with that thing, my dad was the one that said to me, first, you got to type. Yeah. This is not a good... You got to type. You got to be able to support yourself. <laughs> so there was that security oh, thing, which, yeah. which for me really held... I shouldn't say held me back, because I'm in a really good place, and I only move forward. Um, I don't... I'm not a woulda, coulda, shoulda person. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, but... There was the security aspect, especially as a woman and doing things mm-hmm. like that, with that um, I left one job and then went to another job instead of just, um, I had a man tell me that what acting was not a part of the corporate image. And I was really didn't sit down and go, well, geez, I'm making more in the acting part that's not part of the corporate image that I am over here. But I was still too afraid to just let it go. Um, And then I had a gentleman tell me that I was a woman no more than a goat and did never contradict him again. (coughs) So he had 20 minutes, two weeks, and I didn't sue him. But, um, (laughs) but, But that was the impetus that said, you know what? Your soul needs to be fed. Your heart needs to be fed. And look at what's going on here. So go out and do it. And I think anybody, whatever profession you choose, and I think Bob said it, um, Bob Bergen, you talked to uh, Mm -hmm. earlier on another show, um, it's in your heart if it feeds your soul. And you were talking about as a parent. I think my dad saw that because he did get to see stage shows a couple times that I did. So he knew I was good. He knew it was something that fed my soul. But he wanted that security for me also. Yes, of course. So those kind of things are important. Yeah, yeah. I love that because I think that's, that's a huge part of this profession and, and figuring out this profession is is the the instability of, of how it works. It is, well, it's tough. And again, like I said, you have a little more choices and stuff. But if... I don't, if whether it's acting, typing, being a bookkeeper, you know, driving a car, whatever it is, if it's not what truly feeds your soul, you have the opportunity to change your mind to right. do something yeah. else. And that's the thing is don't, don't get caught up and stuck. Um, and again, I don't want to be the woulda, coulda, shoulda person. I could have done this. I would have done that had I done this. Yeah. Had, those things only put you steps backwards. Just know that you're where you're supposed to be, that you can always change your mind and move forward and yeah. do other things. But be open to things yeah. because sometimes you can't hit that high C, but you can be the baritone if you have yeah. to. Do you know what I'm saying? Don't find the things that you love and embrace and keep those things moving forward. And if there are negative people in your life, Bye-bye. Yeah. Bye-bye. Yeah. You don't need that. You do not need anybody telling you no, you can't, don't, whatever. Dump them. Dump them. I might start crying now. (laughs) That's really, that's really, um, yeah, that's really powerful. Well, it's also powerful just because I think... it's it's your in your story, which you just kind of briefly told us. I know there's a lot more to it, but there's a there's a p- 
power in you kept going, you know, you kept choosing to say yes to this dream that you had. Mm -hmm. And that's, I think, part of the the process of it is being like, I don't know where I'm going to end up. I don't know where this is going to take me. I'm going to be open to new things that are happening, but I'm going to keep saying, yeah, I'm going to listen to my heart. Mm -hmm. And that's courage. You know, it's all, Mm -hmm. I thank you. I I appreciate that. And I think too, surrounding yourself with other people who are moving forward Mm -hmm. also, not people that are telling you, get out of my way so I can take your spot, but Mm -hmm. people who are growing and moving with you. Mm -hmm. Those are things because there's room for all of us. That's right. There truly is. um, There's been a point lately where I've been thinking about, you know, um, why aren't I doing that? And then I start to think to myself, well, because you're doing this and you don't have time to do that. And it's... um, uh, stardom is fleeting, mm-hmm. um, uh, and it's a little frustrating. We talked uh, earlier before we ever came on the air. Sorry, people, you didn't weren't privy to that. But <laughs> um, well, but talking about the fact now, you know, uh, you, we I work hard. Mm-hmm. I, I went to school. I study all the time. I um I work in my union. I work for the TV Academy. I work for things. I help friends. I mentor people. I'm part of women in film. I keep moving things forward and doing things. And what goes around comes around. Sure. So it's frustrating sometimes when a YouTube star who has two million fire puts on eyeliner, yeah, and has a television show. Yeah. I kind of go. Yeah, What's, what, is, what is that about? But at this point, if that's their dream and moving them forward, then you know, we, you know, it, it's very hard. Our whole society has changed at this point. Yeah. Television is not three networks anymore. Um, it's, you know, it's, if you can, Tangerine, a movie two years ago, Academy not nominated, was shot on an iPhone. Yeah. Our, our business has changed wonderfully. So we have to change also. Yeah. We have to embrace that and grow with that, which I think is very important. Here we are having a podcast in a, in a living room right this moment that's going to go to millions of people. Yeah. Um, and if it's not millions of people, tell your friends, sign up, get going. <laughs> so Because I'm fabulous and so are they. Um, but it, it, those are the kind of things what I'm saying is we, we need to help one another. We need to know that this is these are the things that are changing. The next time I do your show, there'll be a camera over there and I'll have to be camera ready and have curled my hair. <laughs> that's right. Uh, you know, and you lipstick. So. <laughs> you do. <laughs> Thank you, sweetie. But you know what I'm saying? It's, yeah. We're changing and they're growing and what a great opportunity opportunity this is. I mean, this wasn't there for me at the time and right. stuff like that. And um, you had a previous guest, Bob Bergen, who you'll hear later, but he was talking about the chutzpah had at 14. Yeah. You know, at 14, I'm like worrying, like, there's a zit here, and oh my God, <laughs> they just called me fat. So, so um, you, you know, so it's yeah. those kind of, Things change, and yeah. if we, if, and they're inevitable. Change is inevitable. Embrace it, go with it, open your hearts, and move with it. Yeah. Don't sit behind the door going, I could have, I should have, he did this. Mm-mm. Yeah. No. No. Yeah, I love no. the, I love what you said about because you're where you're supposed to be right now. So just start here, um, and also I I love that you brought up the thing about you know the maybe the the YouTube star that makes you know millions of dollars for the one because I think that's something all of us that have trained and studied and and are working you know struggle with a little bit. The thing though that I think is um, you know. I don't know, the way I sort of make sense of it, and it's not that I don't, I wish well for everybody, of course, but I wonder if that success is as sweet as the success of, 
you know, that you've worked hard for a craft, you know, in your craft, and then you have success, and then... For me, they're feeding their pocketbook. I'm feeding right, my that's soul. that's what I'm... That there's you, a you difference just said, there. You just there's summed a, it up. There's a exactly. difference there. Um, yes. There's a difference there. Not that, not that my soul wouldn't like to buy a new pair of, of shoes when they want to, but... Of course. Um, but you know what? I'm good at what things. I've done, and you keep moving forward, and I can yeah. afford those pair of shoes if I want them. So I think sometimes that fleeting is not... It's totally. just something... It's gratuitous at this moment. That's right. For me... I've grown as a person. I that's have right. so many wonderful friends that I grew with, I grow with, um, and that's the soul part. That's yeah, the and soul I think part. it's an important question to ask oneself when they're starting. Am I doing this for my pocketbook or am I doing this to feed my soul, mm-hmm. as you're speaking about? Because I it's think two different, very important. Two different roads, yeah. right? And I'm glad that you're saying that. I'm glad that you mentioned that because I think there is something when you move to L.A., there's a little bit of, I want this immediate career and it mm-hmm. has to be in in my hands like right in front of me and it really rarely happens like that and um then you have to go back and, and why this am I business, really doing it's this? one role one role can launch you into that stardom point one role can just suddenly make you out there doing everything they they don't even ask you to audition anymore they call you in to do that mm-hmm. I haven't quite gotten there yet not a doubt in my mind I will mm-hmm. because I'm on that road going mm-hmm. and embracing and doing those things but it also brings us back to the currently the news that this the young man who and he's not a young man who was being sort of shamed because he was bagging groceries at right. Trader Joe's oh, you know yeah. what yeah. He's still doing things. He's teaching. He's a graduate. Yeah. He does other stuff, but nobody sees that. Because of the fact you have these YouTube stars who are making 2 or $3 million, right. or whatever else they're doing, right. um, because they have that many followers, it gives a wrong impression to people that we as performers, all of us are very wealthy and doing things like that. Yeah. That's not true. Right. That's not true. And I think this news thing that's come up lately points out to people... He, we we're in between jobs at times, and we Most take other time. things. Yes, yes, <laughs> it is. Yeah. And um, um, the the um, the business that we're in right this moment has opened up so many doors. And the fact that there are um, digital series going on this moment. Yeah. Um, um, that you can, but you make $125 to do an eight hours day work. Right. You know, listen, if I'm driving Uber, I'm making more than that. If right. I'm waiting cocktail time, I'm making more than that. But it doesn't feed my soul. Right. Like that $125 does. Right. So right. we as performers are working and growing and stuff like that. Right. So God bless the little girl that puts on lipstick and gets $2 million. <laughs> God bless her. It's you know what? I mean, it's a different medium. It is. I mean, absolutely. that's how you have to yeah, look absolutely. at it now. It's kind of the same thing. It's not right. the same. No, it's, and, it's and not. It's just that. that this, it's all still here. It's all on a screen. And, um, so and I think that that's where the perception of being yeah. a performer yeah. and being a salesperson. Being a performer, being a salesperson. Yeah. So. I want to know about kind of, because you've been in, in so many soaps. Yeah, and I want to. I, I, yeah, I know that. I I actually my first you um, extensively in my that world. my first uh, like walk on role was on a soap and it was really <laughs> exciting and I didn't even have a line but I just remember being like oh my god like I've watched <laughs> these people my whole life yeah. and um, oh my god there goes so and so yeah I was like that. I was like they're so pretty um, yeah because the people who so, they love their soap stars love their soap stars I'm oh sure you well it's a whole different that. audience at yeah. this point because the soaps we come into your home every uh-huh. single day yeah. we're family right and you don't have a problem saying yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. 
Jeff, you, have you know what? If you touch it one more time, I will kill you. <laughs> that, those kind of things. We don't have problems with that. I mean, so um, it's, it's wonderful because they are family. Yeah. Um, they are hardcore fans, and they're generational. Grandma started them to mom to grandma, and they're all the way yeah. down the wow. things. And it's not just all young ladies or all, you know, it's every sex Everything, yeah, and every age group and stuff like that. And the format's uh, different too. Well, in terms it's of very shooting. It's, well, first of all, we shoot a movie script a day. Mm-hmm. Okay, wow. it's very fast, down and dirty. You have to have your lines memorized, memorized. So when I, I tell you that if I have forty pages a day, I don't leave my sofa because I need to memorize those lines. Because if you're really feeding your soul, there's 500 ways to say, hi, how are you? Mm-hmm. Learned to what all of them are, and then listen to what coming from the partner. Listen, listen. Mm-hmm. Acting is listening. Right. <laughs> listening. Yeah, right. Um, then you have all that to do at the same time like this. So God, that makes me nervous just so hearing you, that. I'm so obs- a, a typical day is... is- if I'm heavy storyline, you can have like 40 pages a day. Wow. And, 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 and do you and get it the it, night before? And No, no. You no. usually have it like three to three, between three and five days ahead of time. Okay. So, but you're shooting those other days, But those too. other days, you may not be. So you finish that, and while you're you're working on the script, while you're waiting to do this script, which is already memorized, you know, it's back and forth. So How many takes? Um, usually, you know what? Um, it's a little better now because the cameras are more sophisticated, uh-huh. so you can cut and kind of edit and stuff. Used to be... If you screwed up a scene, whether you screwed it up or somebody dropped something over here and something happened, you would have to do the whole thing over again, which took a long time and stuff like that. And I think that's one of the reasons that sometimes people got bad impressions that actors on soaps weren't as good as actors on primetime. Well, first of all, the actors on primetime, they do one page a day, and we're doing, you know, 160 um, A. And B, they can, they got a master shot, a close-up shot, a three-quarter shot, a head shot, blah, blah, blah. We get one three-camera shot like this, so, and that's it. So it's very fast and stuff. It's the hardest work I've ever done, I'll tell you that. And I have... Um, the people that I've worked with on on the soaps and the the ones that I meet and know that I haven't worked with and stuff, uh, they have, I more than have my great respect. And I'm going to segue a little bit and say that to me is one of the reasons why the Emmy debacle through the National Academy of Television Arts and Sciences ticks me off so bad. It's because they've been disrespectful to these people. Uh And that is wrong. Um, And if they need to fix it, and I'm saying this now, I don't know when this is playing, but I'm going to tell you right this moment that A, they need to fix it. The four major soaps will not be participating in the soaps this year if they don't do it, which means an actor can still submit themselves, but are they going to buck their own show? And honestly, if the talk shows, the cooking shows, the um, courtroom shows, if the other shows in daytime realized that this is going on, they should pull out too until Natus fixes it. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, that was my little political no, soapbox that said it's disrespectful to the actors that are there. It's disrespectful to the fans. Yeah, you know, to give me a to give me an award and take it away. Well, I shouldn't have been in that category. That that robbed an actor. Yeah. Then in my own category, four people were robbed as a performer's governor of the Television Academy here in Los Angeles, which has nothing to do with Natus. I'm offended, and I want to protect my other actors who elected me to do this. And I'm saying, you screwed them, and it's wrong, and fix it. Mm-hmm. This is where you see the vicious bitch come out. Good for you. I like it. So, Good for you. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're passionate because you, you worked in them, uh, and just, you understand it. And you, um, when you 
when you say it's the hardest work you've ever done, what what's like? What, is it because long hours? Is it? Because it's of not. The, it's, the, it's making sure you memorized it and being respectful to the character that you're doing, mm-hmm. so that you're listening and doing everything, and that you're bringing what the fans want. Mm-hmm. What you, you, when you're working with other actors, but it is. There are a hundred ways to say hi. How are you? Mm-hmm. So staying at home, memorizing those lines, really making sure they're part of you. Patrika doesn't do those lines, and the character, the character that I'm playing at that time, making them her own, mm-hmm. and that's 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 your actor homework. Make you become that person. Mm-hmm. You become that person. So, Can you tell us about like your first soap audition that led to a job and how it transpired. Like, how hard is it to let to me get just say that I've soaps. been very blessed. Yeah, I was given the role on Days of Our Lives. I was given the roles on Bold and Beautiful. Do you mean given without audition? Yes. Oh wow. Yes. Why? Because I have a history. I have credits, and they knew uh, that I was a good actor and I could do it. So you were offered them. Yeah, I was offered those uh-huh. roles. Um, my first time on you a say soap. You were blessed, but perhaps you it was deserved. It, is a better it, way it, of well, saying You know it. what? You know what? But it. it but uh, again, there's part of me that says the universe provided. I mean, I put it out there, and the universe rewarded me for what I've done. And I think mm-hmm. that's my blessing part of that I put that like yes. say that. Um, years ago, I auditioned for General Hospital. Um, it was a whole different, and, and I really didn't audition for it because it was an under five, um, basically a walk-on. Mm-hmm. Um, but I ended up doing it for over a year and a half as a waitress that did all the... Um, she filled you in what was going on at the end of the week stuff. So that was a lot of pages to work. And I used to go, this is awful. Look at how much I've got to memorize and stuff like that. So, um, but I, it was sort of a recurring character that kept popping back in. And that was the only time that I really had to, so I, again, I've been very lucky and I worked hard for it. Absolutely. I'm not going to take it away from myself. I worked Mm -hmm. hard to have the reputation to let them know they could hire me and get what they wanted. Mm -hmm. Is, was that a a goal that you had to work on the soaps? Is that something that you when I when when um, Fran Bascom was the casting director for Days of Our Lives, may she rest in peace. And I knew her from because I'd done a number of stage shows. She'd come to scene. And she knew me from that. Plus, we had um, mutual friends in common, so we went places. But she called me up and she said, "Patrika, would you do a soap?" And I said, "Of course I would." My mind is going, "Here's your beer. You want some peanuts? I'll be over here if you need me." That's what I thought I was going to do because, first of all, I've always been a heavy actress. Um, I'm not a size two. Uh, well, I have a zero after my two instead. <laughs> in front of my two. Um, so uh, when um, when she said that, that's what I thought. And then I went on and found Kevin Spiritus. Um, it was my husband who is your typical soap op- opera. Oh, my God, he's gorgeous. And I'm, they don't, what, Fran, what? <laughs> like this. So I had apoplexy that I can't even begin to describe when I thought I was going there. And then um, I was ended up being called, uh, Michael Logan at, at the time waiting for TV Guide called me the full-figured bitch goddess of daytime, which I thought was the probably the best <laughs> thing that ever happened to me. And, Seriously, um, you and have that on your wall. So that was the best. And, uh, and, and, and I w- was you know fortunate to be on the show for quite a while, and, yeah. um, and I'm very lucky. And I've been back several times, and then um, Brad Bell was gracious enough to offer me the role on Bold and the Beautiful. And um, and he asked me would I recur if they needed me back, and I said absolutely. So, you know, but hello, General Hospital haven't been there, or YNR haven't been there for a while. Hello. <laughs> I love that you said that it started with um, Fran having having seen you on stage. Yes. Because first of all, that tells us all, you know, these these soap actors are theater actors, so respect <laughs> for starters. What? And second of all, it tells young actors. 
get your butt on a stage. Start doing some theater, right? Get your butt on a stage. Get your butt to a class. Yeah. You know what? And if nothing else, get with a bunch of other actors and read scripts out loud. Um, Do not um, fall victim to somebody criticizing you for something, but um, learn, read. I, I tell young kids when I've gone into classrooms and stuff, when you go to a classroom sometimes with teenagers and young kids, the first thing they want to know is how much you make and what kind of car you drive. <laughs> and once you get past that, it's basically you've got to say, you need to know how to read and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, just great. the best thing, the, you know, respect, you know. So, uh, talking about type, because you kind of brought that up a little bit. Yes. And we get that question a lot, especially from women. I'm not tall enough. I'm not skinny enough. I'm not this. I'm not that. I, you know, I'm too old. I'm full figure. I'll I'm, take headshots, but not until I lose 10 pounds. Yeah. And, you know, so right? mm. uh-huh. he's given us a high sign there over there, but I don't know what that means, but I'll just say at this point, I'll just say <laughs> yeah. to you, first of all, today is today. You don't, you're not promised tomorrow. Mm. You're not promised tomorrow. And yesterday is gone, so it's today. So take the picture today, take the class today, make a friend today, and do what you want, because that's not going to happen. And if you sit at home waiting to get rid of the zit, make sure you get your hair colored, make sure you've lost five pounds, you're going to be sitting at home a long time. Yeah. You know, and life is gone. 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 Live your life. And a life lived in fear is not lived. So don't be afraid. Go out there and do it. Yay. I don't want to say anything. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best button on my planet. Seriously. <laughs> you can edit me and put that at the end. I have some questions for me. Oh, my goodness. Um, what do you, I know we're, we're close to running out of time. What, what you, you're such a, you're so full of wisdom and I, I'm just feel so inspired. So I'd love to ask you what you wish you had known at the beginning of your career that you know now. Like, if you were talking to your young self first coming to L.A. Learn to wait tables. Uh-huh. That would be the first thing. I, you yeah, know what? that's good advice, um, actually. I, you know, it is. Get a learn, waiting you know, table before you if, come here. It, yeah. Give yourself time and space. In other words, mm-hmm. I locked myself into an eight-hour day, and I think... Um, that comes from the security. But there's so many more things that are openness to us now. I mean, I talked earlier in the Shang about our, we have a young friend who's living in that $1,200 apartment, mm-hmm. but she has like four jobs that give her time to do what she wants to do. And she's a hustler. And I told her she's going to have to take care of me when I'm old. So get those jobs <laughs> and get that thing going on and stuff like that. So yeah, I would tell my younger self to, you know, don't, don't lock yourself in. Don't Listen to your own heart and your own head, not the voices outside. Because mm-hmm. they told me to go do this, to go do this, but I listened to this. Not that my dad wasn't the smartest man on the face of the earth, and I loved and adored him, and he was wise in wisdom, but I didn't need to learn how to type, because God knows I haven't typed in the last 40 years. <laughs> yeah. I worked the computer very slowly, <laughs> but let me just, I just went two fingers. But, um, but you know what I'm saying is listen to your own heart and head and not the outside voices. Yeah. I think that's, that's important. So we like to end our podcast okay. with an LAism, mm-hmm. which is one thing that you think about LA or that you've noticed about LA and that's unique. that's unique about LA. Nothing is 20 miles away. It's 20 minutes, 40 minutes, hour. Think, no, you can't. You're yeah, right. Yeah. Everything is done in, in minutes. You can't, even though you're only two and a half miles, according to the speedometer, you are 
you know, 35 minutes away from where you have to go. So that's just so, give yourself time. Tip. Yeah. That's a good that's tip. That's true because I always do that. I'll say I'm 20 minutes or mm-hmm. I have another 10 minutes. I'll yeah. be there because soon. Because you're right. Things do say yeah. on your GPS, it'll say 3.8 miles, but you have right. to know that that means Unless you're on Waze, which I find just amazing. They're yeah. going, she's going to arrive at 923. <laughs> and I'm like... How I know the hell how do they know, know that? But the, and whoever created that Uber, Lyft, I mean, yeah. really? Come brilliant, on. And I love my Starbucks app. Coffee's <laughs> in the morning. I mean, those kind of instant things we didn't have yeah. before. So, yes, yeah. do those things. Go out there and do that. But we do. We live in minutes. And we talk in minutes. That's mm-hmm. right. We do. We talk in minutes. So I love true. that. That's a good Eliaism. Oh we haven't heard that one yet, but it's so true. It's so true. Patrika, thank this you. Yay! Incredible. Thank you guys very much. Have a great time. I know. So I, feel, I feel like I just went to church. I <laughs> <laughs> we should oh, honey, that, there's something going to happen. <laughs> this is wonderful. Thank you. You're more than welcome. My pleasure. Um, I love that. Thanks so much for listening to Speak LA, the podcast. We know you have big actor dreams, and we really want to help you. For more insider tips on the LA film and TV industry, go to ispeakla.com and subscribe today. And of course, look for us at all the regular places, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. See you next time.